0: hi how's it going I'm Patrick that's Brian so before I ask Brian I'm gonna ask you guys how's your bracket because right now it's ten oh three on Saturday I'm sorry Friday March 29th and my bracket is screwed I mean Bursting into flames on fire seeing Danny boy flushing down the toilet done Here's the problem. Yeah, exactly Mm -hmm. Namaste. Here's the problem. I Don't care You know why? Because the reason my bracket is completely and totally buggered War damn Welcome to Wrestling We I'm Patrick, that's Brian, and man, how you doing brother?
1: I'm doing well sir, um, my bracket is okay, it's on life support, uh, I'm still mobbing with my Duke Blue Devils, uh, we're tussling with Virginia Tech right now, but you know, this is always, it, it's always an exercise in futility when you try to predict what's going to happen in a sporting competition, because you never oh. really can tell.
0: Oh yeah, like you know, <clears throat> when I pick. North Carolina to go to the final four and yeah like no that. yeah when hey you know when, when your squad just starts bombing threes in the second half
1: yeah hey, UNC, UNC got pasted yo yeah so, I,
0: not gonna not gonna complain going to the Elite Eight for the first time in 30 some odd years hell yes War Eagle since Man. Sir
1: Charles did Sir Charles yeah. ever take them to the
0: no Okay. uh, A couple years post Sir Charles. Okay. If memory serves correctly, man, there has been a lot of stuff going on. A lot of
1: interesting Uh, developments.
0: Yeah. Um, interesting is a good way to put it. Very good way to put it. Someone, some might also say, huh? Developments. Um, yeah. Head scratchers, and it's not one of those things where I was rubbing my head last week and trying to make the hair grow. Uh, this is kind of one of those, like, ugh. yeah, like what's that facial expression you, you, you like to do? The the Brian face, yeah, it's that can someone...
1: I'm, I'm just confused. All right, at this point,
0: all right, first off, can someone please explain to me why they put the SmackDown champ- Women's Championship on Charlotte Flair and this is n- no need for alarms or sound effects on this one and I'm gonna start this off a little hot because you know adrenaline's pumping tonight brother hey, whoa, whoa 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 mini rant mode on unless mini.
1: I'm going to
0: hold you to that. I promise. Unless what we get on Monday is this match is for for both titles, then what the bloody hell? Bottom line, this is a stupid move unless they're unifying the titles. Unless, Unless it is Raw title versus SmackDown title, Ronda, Becky, Charlotte, winner take all, I don't give a damn because if if, there's been this this idea floating around on Twitter and on other forms of social media that the grand scheme is at the end of the night, Becca, uh, Becky hold the title, Charlotte holding the title, Bailey and Sasha holding the title, and them all standing, holding their titles, kind of like the Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero moment from WrestleMania 20. If that is what we're going towards, I'm done.
1: Because, because that's to artificial.
0: Me that is asinine.
1: It's, it, it's artificial. It's mm-hmm. not... You didn't arrive at it organically. You... Uh, you stamped out whatever momentum Asuka had just so you could have a photo op.
0: Yeah. Is what you're saying. Right. Now, if it is winner-take-all, then I'm here for that. Because that just means that this main... That the official main event... Of WrestleMania 35? Is this 35?
1: This is this
0: 35? Yeah, WrestleMania, the, the official main event of WrestleMania 35 is the biggest women's match in history because it's going to unify Raw and SmackDown titles and that we have essentially, to paraphrase, Tolkien, one belt to rule them all. Just like we did the women's tag team titles.
1: And um, I've seen recently, too, where there's talk that these brand extension theories are done with. So... If that's the case, then maybe this title unification thing has some legs to it yeah, where they've decided I, the roster is only so strong that you can have one champion going on both shows
0: right. I've heard the same thing um mainly and it's mostly in part to the fox deal that's coming up at coming up around October of this year right. um that Fox wants to be able to have multiple you know have you know one champion and that way it's not because you know Fox is putting what a billion into this deal. Hell yeah, they the hell yeah they're going to they're going to want to call some shots like that. Rightfully so. What's your take on this Brian aside from the, the fact of the, fo- the the rumored photo op and you know the rumor that this also could be for all the marbles.
1: Uh, on the surface I just don't understand it because I'm I'm a fan of depth in a division. Whether it's tag team, whether it's, you know, mid-card, whether it's women's wrestling, whether it's whatever. And basically what you've done with this move at face value is you've wrecked whatever depth you were creating on SmackDown. Because we could sit here and rattle off all of the talented women that are wrestling on SmackDown that, aside from Asuka, have basically been marginalized. But, but it gets back to something that I'm going to talk about later on in the show, not to, you know, tip my hand. You have a bloated WrestleMania card with, you know, dozens of matches.
0: At least 70 matches by this point.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait, they just added two more. Hold on. Um, but why couldn't you have, on the kickoff show at least, given Asuka a one-on-one match with, let's just say Sonya Deville, for example. Because it's not like she doesn't deserve it. Or Naomi, because it's not like she doesn't deserve it. But by doing... Mandy putting the. Rose. Mandy Rose, you know, by putting the belt back on, on Charlotte, you're kind of saying, okay, not, I, I don't have enough confidence in the women of SmackDown to put on a seven-minute match that gets people talking or an 11-minute match that gets people talking or whatever. That's kind of the problem I have with it, is, you know, you, you've wrecked all this hard work that you've done. And now there's Mr. Bigglesworth in, the, in the background. I hope Mr. Bigglesworth agrees with me,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Jenny, <laughs> and no, not the fashionista, not the fashionista from NXT UK. The right. the the kitty.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yes. Not re- uh huh. Yeah. Not
1: ready for his close up, apparently.
0: No, she is not ready for her close up no. right. But
1: that's my take on it. I just i I want to see the end game, just like anything else. But I don't even know that seeing the end game would make me. Justified, because, you know, we talked last week how I'm fearful of losing talent. You yeah. Know, I, I'm, I've always been impressed with Asuka and the work she's done. She's different. She's stiff. She's, and but she's been, what's the word I'm looking for? She's been watered down. Oh, God, and, yes. You know, she's, she's not, not nearly Oscar what she was in it. It. No. And if that's the end game here, I wonder if it's a Pyrrhic victory where you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. I'm afraid
0: thing. that that's what it could be unless we go we get the whole you know unification of the titles scenario if that is the end game then it's worth it if it's not the end game then I don't care what the end game is because it was a stupid ass decision because now essentially what you've got is you have a you have you know at the peak of the women's evolution and the peak being, It's a WrestleMania main event. It gets no bigger than that. I mean, the last couple of main events we've had have mostly featured Roman Reigns. So, put it to you that way, this is a big deal. Um,
1: And something else I just thought of, too, it's been a sea change since a month ago when we started our little Wrestling with Egos endeavor here. Because we were talking about how white-hot this uh, Becky-Charlotte-Ronda Rousey uh, triangle was. And all the great potential that it had, and all the, you know, storytelling uh, mm-hmm. possibilities it had. And Thanks pooch, man. Yeah, and now it's just kind of like, all right. Well, I hope the match is great because the build up, the last three weeks has been ass. less than stellar.
0: You can say it. It's been ass. To kind of put i I'll, uh,
1: I'll let you say it.
0: To kind of put yeah. a, um, a a new day spin on it, and we'll get to the new day here in a little bit. It's been booty.
1: Yeah. Booty
0: booty. This, this episode of wrestling with the Eagles is brought to you by booty. they make sure you ain't, you booty. ain't booty. Um, but yeah, oh. my, ho- yeah. <laughs> my whole thing is, and uh, um, it's just, you know, again, on the main card, you're more than likely only going to have two matches that feature women. The main event and a tag team title match featuring uh, Bailey and Sasha. uh, Tamina and Nia Jax and Natty and Beth Phoenix. Now, don't get me wrong. I got no problem with Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix is and was an awesome wrestler at her peak. She's coming back for her first match in multiple years and two children and a marriage. And. You know, granted, you can tell the woman is still in phenomenal shape, but it's Is that like, the best
1: use of the spot?
0: Right. Exactly. I'm like, oh, and I think I think the iconics got added to it.
1: Yeah, so I was like, gonna say don't forget to mention the iconics, because if you do, you're gonna hear a knock on your door in about twenty seconds and they're gonna remind you that you forgot about the iconics and you'll yeah. you'll you'll wish you hadn't forgotten about them.
0: Oh no, I'll actually be very glad about that because I could, you know, because Peyton Royce is just cute as hell. Love her. And again, great heels, getting back to something that I always like to talk about because I find them annoying as crap. Mm, yes. And it's not like annoying, like, oh God, can you please just make them go? not? They're not like the Bellas annoying. They're, they're Vicky, like Vicky they're Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero yeah. annoying. I'm like, oh no, not you. Um, it's as opposed to, I'm gonna go take a piss. It's Nikki Bella.
1: I'm gonna go it's, see what's on Sports Center. It's the Bellas. <laughs>
0: no, I, I, literally, in Brian's house where he is right now, I have literally said that phrase during a get together. Ah, it's a Nikki Bella match. I'm gonna go pee.
1: We'll fill you in when you come back.
0: Yeah, and for the record. I missed the entire match. It was great.
1: True story. It was the
0: greatest Nikki Bella match I've ever watched. Why? Because I missed the whole damn thing. Um, but yeah, again, if it's not for all the marbles, I don't care. It doesn't mean poop. See, I'm trying it's to a, watch it. It's
1: movie. a participation award. You know, exactly. okay, Charlotte, you can still leave with a title. No, exactly. That's not- <laughs> You know, this isn't this isn't uh unforgiven. This is WrestleMania. There should be stakes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or this I, isn't I, this isn't the, the fourth match of the night on a Monday night raw in June. There should be stakes.
0: Right. Or uh any of that cross promotional stuff like way back in the day when it was um world class championship, rights. huh? Like
1: bragging rights.
0: Oh, I was thinking, you know, serious cross promotional stuff like when it was world-class championship wrestling versus mid-south and it was Kerry von eric and jerry lawler both trying to get each other's championships oh yeah because it happened the match happened in memphis it was only for uh um for lawler's title or if it happened in texas it was only for von eric's title and all this other stupid shenanigans you know something like that if if they give us something like that they're pissing on their fan base i my in my personal opinion and to be honest i think the matches are going to end up getting booed because they, you know you know you're dealing with a wrestlemania crowd a lot of these people that are paying a lot of this money for these front row seats guess what they're not american
1: <laughs> right
0: Let's be honest, the night after WrestleMania it's at least, at least 40%, um, 40% uh European. Right. And they are not bashful. No, um, not. let's move on to something positive in the world of wrestling, because trust me, we could continue talking about the fact that another number one seed in the NCAA tournament went down. War Eagle. Uh, we can consider that me putting myself over.
1: Just yeah, like we that. can. We will.
0: So, um, I'll be putting myself over by saying War Eagle. A lot. War Eagle. Anyway, um, so Kofi is in the title picture. It is Kofi and Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, thanks in part to a gauntlet match that... Kofi, I'm sorry that Big E and Woods had to run a tag team gauntlet match in which they beat the bar. They beat um, uh, Gallows, and and Gall- Gallows and Anderson. Nakamura and Rusev. Gallows and Anderson. Nakamura and Who else did they beat? And just they just ran over them right at the beginning.
1: That was Gallows and Anderson.
0: That was Gallows and Anderson. Now not surprised because they're those guys are probably on their way out. And then they beat. To at the very end they beat Daniel Bryan and Rowan I missed one team though and I did it yes, on purpose did. because of how they did it the next to last team that came out was the Usos and this is right after the bar had gotten had lost and then they started beating the crap out of the New Day put Big E through a table Usos come out There's what they did Us yeah Get their ass up! Get their ass up! Tell them what they did, Oose. What they did, Oos, was they cut an absolutely awesome promo. The fact that they've always gone to war with the New Day. You know, the New Day's been their biggest rivals. Blah, 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 blah. And if there's anybody that deserves a shot at the title and anybody that deserves their respect, it's Kofi. So, therefore we forfeit
1: and the looks on their faces when when it happens the look on my
0: face dude i'm like i have ne- i've been watching wrestling my entire life as long as i can remember so i'm 40 um at least 35 years at least mm-hmm. i've never seen it i've never seen one team who is a heel team, even though they get cheered. They're, the Usos are one of those heel teams that they're just so damn good. They get cheered. They get appreciated because, exactly. yeah, those boys are good. Um, My opinion, they may end up being one of the greatest tag teams in WWE history when it's all said and done. Um, But um, the fact that they just came out, the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, and they forfeited, I was like, that is a classy as hell move.
1: Agreed. That was, and, and that's what I had written down too. Is my favorite part of the whole encounter because that—that's when you started thinking, okay, there's a chance they're going to do this now.
0: Yeah. So the only thing I didn't—I didn't like about it. I even liked the fact that they got comments from Vince Vince McMahon after the fact, and you know, does Co- does this mean Kofi has? Shot at the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, and he thought for a second, yes. And then he got in his limo, and that was and that was pretty much the end of the show. Gives me two things: number one, possible validation; number two, possible Vince screwing with Kofi for one last shot. Kind of like the whole Daniel Bryan versus essentially Daniel Bryan versus Evolution from WrestleMania 30. I, got, I would not be surprised if we saw it. I think it'd be great if we did. I think if Vince tried to get his, get his hands involved in it one more time and then got shot down, I think it'd be awesome. Like, for example, if, hey, you know, Kofi, I think you should take on The Bar in a no-DQ match.
1: To kick off WrestleMania or next to, week on SmackDown? No,
0: to kick off WrestleMania. So adding, you know, match number 760 to this massive WrestleMania card, which is rumored to be eight flippin' hours. God help us. Your wife is gonna be freaking nuclear, dude. Mrs. So, is going to all of our butts out.
1: Do we have a breakfast buffet instead of the dinner fare that we normally have, or what do we have? Yes, do we have possibly mimosas? We it, possibly. Uh-huh.
0: Strawberries and cream? You know, treat it like Wimbledon? You know, because the, the show itself—they have
1: alcohol work. at Wimbledon.
0: I have alcohol here. I can bring it. Oh, mas tequila por favor. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Um, I don't. It would, it would. It wouldn't surprise me if we got that. Just to say, okay, like. Okay, it's Kofi Kofi versus The Bar at a no-DQ match. Well, you know, how do you stick it to Vince McMahon? It's a no-DQ match. So Woods, and, so Woods and E come down the ring, beat the unholy crap out of The Bar, give them a receipt from that table. Kofi gets the pin without breaking a sweat, and then we get that classic match between him and Daniel Bryan, which you know is going to be a great match.
1: I guess I that's what I have to put up with.
0: Dude, I don't think this story is done. I think we're going to get a little bit more, you know, sticking it, sticking it to the fans and sticking it to Kofi before we get to New York City. Or New Jersey or wherever. Wherever the hell, excuse me, wherever the hell MetLife Stadium is. New Jersey. Who cares? It's not. I'm not going. I don't give a damn. Um exactly. Exactly. Um, so I like the fact that they have played this off as Kofi, you know, grinding and grinding and grinding because that's all he's ever done his entire career is just grind. And now he's here. So I'm just like, I, I like the way they're doing this. I know it's pissing a lot of fans off like you. Well,
1: I I mean, at some point, you reward him for the grind by allowing him to not have to grind for at least one week. You know, just say, okay, here's the match. It's you and Daniel Bryan. And here's what, you know, I I don't know.
0: Well, here's here's my thing on this. I kind of adjusted my camera because my back's hurting a little bit. So I got to back up some. Um, And at the same time, I also got some criticism last week because apparently I moved around too much. Sorry, I still move around. Uh, I'm an animated dude. Piss off. And besides, I wanted to show off the Auburn T-shirt a little bit. Did That's mention... the
1: only reason you backed up.
0: No, actually, my back is hurting a little <laughs> bit. Did I mention that Auburn beat North Carolina tonight? Twice. Three times. <laughs> um...
1: You can put a counter in the corner of the screen when we're done.
0: I don't, I, I don't know how to do that yet. And by the way, if anybody watching our show knows how to do something like that through Adobe Premiere, please let me know because I would love to be able to do that for upcoming shows. So if you know of a way to put a counter into the show, I'd, tweet I'd love- at us
1: at Rant mode on or at BKrego15 and we'll get a counter on the screen thanks to your help.
0: Yeah, and you know what? We'll give you a plug. We'll give you a plug. We'll give you a shout out because you know what? We're awesome people. Because um, we are. I'm more awesome than Brian, but hey, you know, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> you got to feel sorry for this guy. He has to put up with my ego all the damn time, which is another right. reason we, this show carries the name that it does. Uh, anyway, getting back to Kofi. I think... If we were to go that route, um. By the way, where is my pickle? If you went to Jimmy John's and you did not get me a pickle, you are a jackass.
1: I went to Jimmy John's and got a beach club because it's a Friday during Lent and it's tuna, okay. and I was not served a pickle, sir. So. Oh.
0: Well darn! You can
1: march yourself down to Giant Eagle whenever you get a chance, and there's jars of pickles there.
0: But they're not as good as those pickles at Jimmy John's. Those pickles mm-hmm. at Jimmy John's are legit. And I have to say this: one thing I love about hanging out with my buddy Brian is the simple fact that during the Lent, uh, Lenten season, I get to remind him that I was raised Southern Baptist, and I don't have to worry about any of this any of this Lent stuff. So
1: you know. That's okay. May will be here before you know it. Then I can eat meat whenever I want. But anyway.
0: You know what? Getting
1: back to Kofi. I can
0: can have steak anytime I want, damn it. (laughs) Anyway, getting back to Kofi and less about Patrick putting himself over, which is all the time. Um, I... Again, I think even though the storytelling has been irritating, I think it's been really good storytelling because it's just like, oh, my God, how much more are you guys going to screw this poor guy over?
1: And then I got a week and a half until Mania, so we can get some more of that in.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, they did the same thing with Daniel Bryan. They just stuck it to Daniel Bryan all the way through. And then... He got his just. He got his just due at WrestleMania 30. Yes, um. So we. Uh, I'm gonna change the format up just a little bit. Uh. Before we get into what we're really looking forward to at WrestleMania, let's talk about the Friday. Let's talk about the night before WrestleMania when we induct our newest members into the WWE Hall of Fame. And while this is a hell of a Hall of Fame class, I was thrilled as hell to see this one. This uh, this past Monday, it was announced that arguably one of the greatest tag teams of all time, one of the most influential tag teams of all time, is going into the Hall of Fame. The Hart Foundation, Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil, Nightheart, one of the absolute best tag teams there's ever been. I would put them. I would probably put them in my top five. Of best tag teams of all time.
1: They're definitely in my top five. Yeah. They were I remember growing up with these guys because this is that era, the mid eighties, late eighties where I cu- you know, first got introduced to the product. And they were like no one I'd ever seen before. You know, the pink and black and the
0: that you know, glorious beard of Jim Nighthearts where you're just yes.
1: hmm And just the, the stiffness of their moves. Even Brett. Was it was a very stiff worker. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Jim was the muscle. You know, Brett was, you know, was better on the microphone than Jim was. But that was fine because everybody served uh, their purpose.
0: I disagree with that one. I thought Anvil was better on the mic. i would never liked Brett on the mic.
1: Even Brett, later on?
0: Yeah, even later on. Because, you, you know, Anvil had one thing going, one really cool thing going for him. The second greatest laugh in the history of professional wrestling true that maniacal <laughs> or however the hell he did it second greatest laugh in the history of pro wrestling can you tell me who the who the greatest laugh in pro wrestling is
1: would that be one million dollar man Ted DiBiase
0: because everybody's got a price yes <laughs> <Furious>. <laughs> that, was, that is like evil laugh you like elite level yeah just like yeah that's how it's supposed to sound I love the fact that the Hart Foundation's going in. Uh, This is a
1: pretty awesome class they put together. This is one of the better classes in recent memory. because
0: you have to think one very big thing. This is three different inductees this year that that will make their second appearance in the Hall of Fame. DX going in. That means Shawn Michaels gets his second Hall of Fame ring. Harlem Heat... Another one of my top five, by the way. Going in, Booker T gets his second ring, and five now time. F- five time, five time. Um, get, you know Booker T getting his second ring, and now the Hart Foundation get uh, getting Brett the Hitman Hart his second Hall of Fame induction to go alongside Ric Flair. I personally think that's just awesome as hell. For the records that I've already mentioned. Of my top, top two of my top uh, my top five. The other ones would be number two, three, four, and five are always up for debate depending on what my mood is. But to me, greatest tag team of all time, Arn and Tully. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard gets no better than that. LOD, Hart Foundation, uh, Harlem Heat. And then for me, even though they were, you know, they never won. Well, they didn't win nearly as much as other tag teams. To me, just the fluidity of their moves, how great they got over both as heels and faces. For me, my uh, my last entry into the top five, the Midnight Express, Bob, uh, uh, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane loved the midnight express uh could have made, made a case for the free birds uh could have made a case for doc and gordy um the eliminators from ecw sabu and van Dam from ecw um dudley's dudley's are you know sometimes the dudley's crack my top five as well please don't kill me i love the dudley's don't get me wrong so but definitely two, the two that definitely make my list are Arn and Tully and then LOD. But anyway, that's a different side. That's a different point. Anything, any final thoughts on the heart foundation before we go into that topic that you definitely wanted to discuss.
1: Yeah, it's well-deserved and it, it's, you know, it's nice to see, you know, tag teams getting, you know, some run this year with Harlem heat and with the heart foundation. Um, because you know that the tag teams that came after them were influenced by those guys. Oh, God, yeah. You know, planning out the matches and, you know, being able to get the crowd invested, you know, having the, having the tag titles for, you know, for long runs, you know, it, it, it's well-deserved to, to, to no end, in my opinion. Well,
0: you have to also think this generation of tag teams, especially like those teams in the early to mid-80s, those are the ones that started truly developing tag team finishers. Yes, that's when you got the heart attack. That's when you got the running power slam and diving headbutt from the from the British Bulldogs. Um, good grief, the Harlem hangover, the Harlem sidekick, um, all the moves, all the tag team, you know, the tandem moves at Harlem. He did man. You know, they talk about the Rockers and the Hardys being those creators of tag team offense. Think about Harlem Heat, because while the, you know, Michaels and Janetti and the Hardys were so creative. Yeah, Booker T and Stevie Ray were creative as well, but they were a crap load bigger than than any of those four guys. And they were able to move the way they did. I mean, Booker T, I always thought in the mid 90s all the way to 2000s, I thought he was one of the greatest athletes we had in wrestling. I just loved watching that guy work. Oh, no um, doubt. So, why don't you bring in the next topic, because this was something during our pre-show meeting you were really, really kind of excited about.
1: Well, we've made several jokes already during the show about how big this, this card is shaping up to be. I, in, in all seriousness, I believe the match count is, I want to say like 15, yeah, Or 14 matches or something like that. And then you know three or four of them are going to wind up on the pre-show. Um, but what I thought we would do is we're not going to go through all 14 of them. Nobody got time for that. We're just going to pick out a That's few. That's next week. Right. We're just going to pick out a few right now. And I just want to get a knee-jerk reaction. Are you really looking forward to it? Are you kind of, eh, I don't know. Or are you just like, I wish this match wasn't on the card?
0: Why don't you you bring up the matches for discussion and you kind of just run point on this one.
1: Okay. Uh, The first one I know you're going to have a reaction about because I I feel like this match is at the expense of letting other matches breathe. And I really don't get why it has to happen at this point in their, either of their careers. And that's Batista versus Triple H. I, I, I personally just don't see the point.
0: Getting a little closer so we can see the facial reaction.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly. And it would
0: be why? One... Yeah. Why just because Triple H can have another, uh, another, you know, another WrestleMania match? Just because Batista can finally have his WrestleMania farewell? Okay, Batista hasn't been in the ring. Since before Guardians of the Galaxy One came out. When he was Blue Tista, when it was Evolution versus the Shield. That's yeah. the last time we saw Dave Batista in the ring.
1: And I guess it'd be one thing if the build got you excited about it, but save for a few moments in Triple H's promos where His promos are pretty good. Yeah, it, where he invokes his friendship with Flair and the fact that they were brought up together and all this kind of stuff, it's just been ooh angry man in the camera, and that doesn't make me want to watch a match.
0: Nope. Especially
1: um, when it's not clear what Batista's motivations are.
0: Oh, his motivations are the fact that he's been clamoring through all sorts of media for years that he wants to re- he wanted to wrestle Triple H at WrestleMania and it the, you know the way Batista's approaching this is it's taken multiple years for it to happen and whatever so um, what's wrong
1: with waiting a few more years
0: what's, what's wrong with waiting till the day after hell freeze is over because i'm going to be honest that's kind of how i feel about this match
1: yeah.
0: this match could have happened this this match could have happened on december 32nd just say it um, my reaction is yawn. You know, yeah, that,
1: it doesn't need to be on the card.
0: Siskel and Ebert give it, you know, multiple thumbs up, all that stuff. I give it fifteen Z's. Yeah, I, I hope I, honestly and truly, I'm not kidding because I know we'll be at your house next Sunday for the for the, the for uh, WrestleMania. I really hope this match takes place later in the card because either you. My fiance, or your wife, can wake me up after it's over. <laughs> hey, Pat, match is over. Uh, uh, who won? Who cares? Okay. right,
1: The ref won. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, we all won because we got to take part. Hey, better yet, who won? You did. You missed it.
1: <laughs>
0: can somebody go get me a cookie? pretty much what uh, what else
1: um Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar
0: I am looking forward to seeing this um uh, mainly because I know Brock wants to work with Seth and we saw how Brock looked against Daniel Bryan we saw how Brock looked against AJ we saw how Brock looks looked against Finn Balor uh As far as an athletic style of match, Seth Rollins can run circles around all of those men I just named, including Brock Lesnar. Rollins is a freakish athlete. He's not like this super athlete like they portray Brock Lesnar out to be. Seth Rollins, there is a reason people in the CrossFit world refer to Seth Rollins as CrossFit Jesus. He is a, from a cardio standpoint, superhuman. He's going to be able to go and go and go. And I love, I, I love the pace that Rollins works matches. So I am very looking, very much so looking forward to this because of just how much of a breakneck pace this match could be.
1: I'm looking forward to it, too, and I just hope I'm not disappointed. I, 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 I don't see what you see where I see that Brock wants to work with Seth. He's certainly not portraying that when he's there on TV.
0: He, that's how he does with everybody, dude.
1: And I'm he over doesn't it.
0: Get in, he doesn't want to get in the ring on Monday night and mix it up. He wants to get in the ring, hold the championship up, and let Paul Heyman talk. That's what he does. He shows up for pay-per-views. Sorry. That's what it is. That's all we're going to get out of Lesnar. But we know if he's working with someone that he actually gives a shit about working with. I know I just cussed. I'm sorry. Um, But if he gives a crap about this, he will work. Look, Dude, what kind of a match did we get out of him with Bowler? We got a great match match. It was a great story being told. Yeah, you were mad because your boy didn't win. We get that, but it was a great match. We're going to get the same out of this for the simple fact that it is Rollins. It is a guy that Brock wants to work with. Look, the only time he's really laid an egg in a match in the last couple years was WrestleMania in Texas when he fought um, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is lazy.
1: Right.
0: So, I mean, hey, there. You that's that's what you got. Well, how about? And you said you were looking forward to it, but you have. A, you're just afraid you're going to be disappointed.
1: Yes, I, I'm afraid that. Spoken like a typical man. I'm afraid that. <laughs> I'm afraid that you know we're just going to see a parade of F5s, and suplexes, and that, that that's not compelling wrestling to me.
0: Well, that's you know, a Brock Lesnar match, and Brock uh, Lesnar matches aren't supposed to be com- compelling. They're supposed to be stupid. You know, he's he's lazy. He's lackadaisical, and he's found this little formula that works, and that's what he does. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, so, fine. <laughs> next, next match.
1: The other one that I wanted to bring up... Uh, I only wanted to bring up these, these three, actually. Um The other one I want to bring up is AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Uh,
0: I don't know. This match to me has a lot of promise, but it also has to me the biggest potential for disaster because Randy Orton is so boring in the ring. If he is so compelled, he can have a great match. We saw, we've seen it plenty of times. He's had great matches with Daniel Bryan. He's had great matches with he, he's had great matches with Jeff Hardy. He had a fun, an amazing match, uh, CM Punk at the WrestleMania in Atlanta. Uh, Rollins at R- WrestleMania thirty one with the greatest RKO out of nowhere in history. Yep. Um, he's proven that he can have great matches but they're few and far between that's like me telling a really funny joke every once in a while it'll happen I'll pull one out of my ass but most of the time my jokes are usually stupid or they don't make sense so yeah I mean Randy Orton is a Patrick joke you know you get a you get, you know, as as the old Southern expression is, ha- has been said, the sun shines on a dog's ass every once in a while.
1: Yeah. Up in Buffalo, it's even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a oh, while.
0: Yeah. Here in Northeast Ohio, it's even a black squirrel finds a nut. Yeah. Yes, we have black squirrels in, uh, mm. uh in Northeast Ohio. Yeah. No word, no word as to whether or not they're oppressed see another horrible Patrick joke. i like to point out that Brian doing that proves that he is being antagonistic because when Brian does that, he doesn't have a bald spot. When I do that, I
1: do. Oh, jeez. <laughs> or it's just me putting my head down and shaking my head. There's no ulterior motive. I'm yeah, going to tell sh- you what. I'm going to save you from yourself. We'll get deeper into the car the next time we're together.
0: Thank God.
1: Um, But
0: and it's I'll homework. be more prepared and less sleep-deprived, I promise. That's
1: fine. But we've come to that point in the show where it's homework time.
0: Uh, so I, need plus, you, I
1: need you to take out your homework and uh, pass it up to the front.
0: Um, she ate it.
1: I know you're lying to me because I know you said you watched the match. You, you texted me that you were watching the match. Uh,
0: so, Jenny, Jenny ate it, and then, like all cats do, she puked it up.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll patch it back together. I I, I need something.
0: Yeah. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, she's not as cool as Goose from Captain Marvel. That's the second straight week I've made a Goose reference, but whatever. I don't care. Don't judge me.
1: But we're gonna run out of space for these counters.
0: No, we're not. <laughs> well, we they'll count be here. here they'll there. Be, there, there, <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, I am very sleep deprived. Uh, all right. In all seriousness, getting back to the match, uh, it was Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon at WrestleMania, at WrestleMania 10, uh, both of the Intercontinental titles up in uh, 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 hanging from the rafters in a uh, ladder match. Um, damn, I forgot how good this freaking match was. God almighty, it was not a high spot fest. Like we are accustomed to seeing ladder matches now. It was very psychologically intriguing. Um, because Scott Hall is no small dude. Shawn Michaels at the time was probably already the man. Um, and well on his way to, being, to earning the title of Mr. WrestleMania. Um, I loved the psychology they used I love the fact that I totally totally forgotten that at the time diesel was Sean's bodyguard um Mm -hmm. I totally forgot about that did Um, you see something yeah did you see something uh you know diesel getting through you know diesel interjecting himself early into the match and then getting tossed which kind of said okay now we're just going to let these guys do what they do best and mm-hmm. give you a give you a show. Um the spots were great. Um, um I lo- still to this day love the Sean jumping on top of the ladder and writing it down yeah, on that was cool. On the razor. I'm like all right, that was that was probably, an, in the history of just all ladder matches, one of my favorite spots, along with Jeff leapfrogging the uh, ladder at that No Mercy pay-per-view, and then um, Shelton Benjamin running up the ladder in the very first Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania 21 and clotheslining Jericho. Those three are just like, whoa, that was cool. Um it was that. It was the broken... The, they were trying to use that, bu- that busted-up ladder. And it was just wobbly as crap. And you could tell they were committed to yeah. using that specific ladder just for... Do you know
1: why? Remember last week I promised you some inside, sco- inside scoop on this match? Yes, hit me! Very recently on YouTube... Uh, Sean and Razor got back to Sean and Scott got back together and watched footage of the match. Oh nice. And they admitted that it's not like ladder matches today where you see 12, 14, 16 ladders all throughout the arena and under, under the ring. That was the only ladder they had. There were no backups. And Sean goes that's, you know, Sean and Scott both that that's why we had to make it work. You know, we couldn't get too crazy with it because if we broke the ladder, it's like, well, then what do we do? We go to the back and get another one. They didn't think that far ahead. So that ladder they had was the only ladder they had to work with.
0: Oh, crap. Talk uh, about without a net. Yeah, really. Um, I I I thought it was a great match. Uh, ends with Razor climbing the ladder, getting both titles. Sean tied up in the ropes. Well, it, it was his ankle, right?
1: Yes. And he was and, like flailing with his hands. trying. Flailing to... with his
0: hands and then right as, right as Razor gets his hands on the belts, Sean frees himself and makes some lunge as he's pulling them down. And I was just like, ah, oh, ah, oh, good storytelling. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Great great match um so if i have to grade it like we always do it's an a plus yep, yeah it's an a plus for the simple fact it's not an all-time like it's not an all-time classic it's like one of the not i would never say it's one of the greatest matches ever i will say however it is one of the most influential matches yes. ever and it's one of the most important matches maybe even the most important match in the next era the next age because it showed you that it was a star.
1: viable uh storytelling technique like yeah let's let's put this up you know hang it up above the ring so you got to get it with a ladder
0: right um so i thought because of that I still say that, it, that that match is the standard bearer for the vast majority of gimmick matches in professional wrestling, not just WWE, across the board. Without Shawn and Razor doing that match, a lot of other matches don't happen. We don't get TLCs. We don't get money in the banks. We don't get, let's be honest, we don't get caskets. We probably don't get a hell in the cells. So Fair point. I think this match kind of becomes the godfather of all gimmick matches because it's it proved that it doesn't have to just be mono a in a singles match to determine a championship.
1: There's other ways you can escalate the story. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and there's other ways of telling... The story. And I thought Scott and Sean used the latter not just as an instrument to beat the crap out of each other, but as an instrument to tell the story, which is why it's an A plus. Phenomenal Agreed. storytelling, phenomenal storytelling, set the bar as far as what a gimmick match should be, but at the same time trailblazed. Yep. You know, kind of you know, you I always go back and I, I like to watch it every once in a while. JBL's introduction of Ron Simmons at the Hall of Fame when he says without you know so-and-so there wouldn't have been a Satchel Page. if there wasn't a Satchel Page, there wouldn't have been a Jackie Robinson without a big cat Ernie lad there would have never been a Ron Simmons and there never would have been a rock without Shawn and Razor doing that match at WrestleMania 10 there wouldn't have been a Hardy's Edge at no mercy there wouldn't have been a TLC with the Hardys, the Ed, Hardy's Edge and Christian and the Dudleys. And the damn sure wouldn't have been a money in the bank. And the damn sure in my opinion, damn sure wouldn't have been the hell in the cell. Yeah. Because think about this. You get to the first hell in the cell match. Who helped carry that one? Sean. Yeah. So well, I'm glad
1: yeah. it was very well received, by you.
0: Love it. All right. Are you ready for yours? All right, well, I told you last week that I was going to go off the beaten path just a little bit for this one. And I, just a little bit. So I'm going to give you a choice. I'm going to give you...
1: Paper or plastic?
0: No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Glass or plastic, kind of like from The Rock, because you're either going to fit into a plastic container or a glass jar when this is all over. Oh, boy. Would you rather watch a match featuring a lot of really uncomfortable, violent bumps, or would you rather watch someone get absolutely effed up, like beat the ever-loving crap out of them, possibly blood and guts, but definitely ending with an injury? a viable injury. And I promise you, it is not Sid breaking his leg. I will at least tell you that. It's not Sid breaking his leg.
1: Even though you say it's not Sid, I still going to go with option A.
0: You're going to go the, with... The
1: uncomfortable, um, uncomfortable bumps.
0: Okay. It is from the world of ECW. ECW, brother. <clears throat> The date, January 9th, 2000. The pay-per-view, Guilty as Charged, emanating from the Boutwell Auditorium in Birmingham, Alabama. How do you I did spell
1: re- that. Just kidding.
0: I remember because I was there. And by the way, if you watch the pay-per-view in its entirety... You will see me. <laughs> I kid you not. Um,
1: so a little home cooking.
0: Yeah, a little home cooking. I know. I just I was like, okay, violent spots. Oh, I remembered for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. It is Mike, nothing less. Mike Awesome defending against Spike Dudley. Have fun. For the record, boys and girls, spoiler: Spike gets his ass kicked all over Birmingham, Alabama.
1: That was Spike's function primarily, wasn't it? He could take a beating like nobody else.
0: Oh, God, yes. In ECW, that dude took an ever-loving ass-kicking, but kept getting up. Won a lot of matches after taking an absolute ass-beating, but this was like, oh, my God.
1: Well, this should be interesting.
0: I honestly, I, I, I was torn because I thought about giving you the very first encounter between Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn, but I was like, eh, not yet, because I've given you some really good matches as of late. You know, in in our in our homework, I'm like, I've given him some really good stuff. I gave him Flair and Steamboat. I gave him Flair and Sting. Let's give him, let's give him something that's just, you know, to quote Jim Ross, bowling shoe. Ugh. Okay. Ugh.
1: Well, I am looking forward to it because I have forayed it right into ECW even less than I have WCW, so. This is serving a purpose.
0: That's, that's why I did it, because I know you haven't watched much ECW. And granted, while there's a lot of violence in ECW, and there's some really just brutal matches, and the reason I keep looking over the uh, webcam is because I am actually watching the, the uh, Guilty as Charged pay-per-view on the WWE Network as we speak. No, I'm not watching your homework. I'm actually watching, uh, looks like, Tajiri and Super Crazy versus Little Guido and Jerry Lynn. And I have a hangout.
1: little little Guido for Hall of Fame
0: 2020. I don't even th- I don't even think Guido was deserving of being in an ECW Hall of Fame. Uh, Guido was good in ECW, but I am. Uh, no. Jerry Lynn. I know Jerry Lynn. Different story.
1: Yes, Jerry Lynn, I remember him. He was a good guy. Oh, Jerry,
0: Lynn, Jerry Lynn in ECW was just amazing. And he was probably the one guy that pushed Van Damme more than anybody else. Loved those uh, RVD Jerry Lynn matches. Um, so, I got nothing. Like I said, I'm sorry this show hasn't been as fun and energetic for me, but I'm just over here like, uh Because... There's a four-year-old blonde little hurricane in this house this weekend, and her birthday party is tomorrow. And
1: yeah, man,
0: I'm tired and I need some sleep. And if I don't get said sleep, I'm gonna be dragging ass tomorrow when we're doing this party.
1: That's my that that's my cue to find the door. So I'll I'll go find the door.
0: Get the fudge out. Okay. Get the fudge out. I'm gonna take off this very nice very comfortable very breathable auburn t-shirt which you can find on (laughs) fanatics.com uh i'm gonna snuggle up to this beautiful homemade auburn pillow this actually used to be an old t-shirt of mine my mom made this for me which let's be honest doesn't really take that much to make a pillow out of an old t-shirt So what's that? That's what what six?
1: Is that six? Six, yeah. I you know.
0: Yeah, I can keep going. I can keep finding stuff, but
1: yeah, wait, 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 wait. Let's go for number eight. Oh my gosh. And there's the glare again. Okay, that's great. Uh, while he's busy like putting himself face. over, <laughs> yeah. We, while face? he's busy putting himself over, I will give you a little bit of a preview of next week. It's the go-home show before WrestleMania. And yeah. what the two of us have decided is anytime it's a go-home show of such consequence, we're gonna be in the same room as each other.
0: Which means as opposed to last week when he says something asinine, and I have to go, like, next week I'll just slap the crap out of him.
1: Well, we, to be fair, we are trying our best to be a Lee and me and Russell talking machine. You thought I wasn't going to put that in there. I almost
0: thought I, I was like, we're going to get out of here. We're going to, uh, we're, we're no. like, it's away. And we're going to get out of here without you having to do it. Nope. And I was prepped, and this, I'm like, this is the thing. I was, I I, I had already had it in my head. I'm like, we're going to sign off. You know, I'm Patrick Swafford. That's my story. I'm uh, uh, I'm Patrick. That's Brian. That's my story. We're sticking to it. And Brian didn't get his catchphrase in this week. Click. (sighs)
1: Sucks Uh, to be you.
0: It sucks to be me. It sucks
1: to be me. (laughs) I'm the man. I got my phrase in.
0: Okay, I've put myself over eight times, so that's, that, that's wrestling with the Eagles record. But you know what they always say? Records are made to be broken. Mm. <sighs> Fun show, Brian. Yeah. You know, I just got to antagonize the crap out of you for 59 minutes and change.
1: That, that I, I couldn't think of a better way to spend a Friday night. So I can
0: well, I can think of yeah. a lot of different ways of spending a Friday night. Don't get me wrong. I love you to death, man. You're my best friend, but trust me. Antagonizing you...
1: Doesn't even crack the top ten. I get it. Fine. Whatever. Uh,
0: no, no, no.
1: Okay, it's, well... It's top five. Okay, well then signing off until we meet well, again.
0: Hey, hey, Keep in mind, mm-hmm. number one is impossible because in order to have number one, I'd have to win the Powerball because then I'd find some little island off the coast of you know, you know the eastern, the find some little island in the Atlantic coast and buy it and name it Patrick's Big Damn Island, and then declare my own country, where I would I I would I would declare myself supreme overlord.
1: Okay, just make sure we have some land.
0: You you're me? You kidding me? You're automatically a citizen.
1: Well, but I'm just saying, make sure we have some land because
0: you and the misses are automatically citizens when when i when i am supreme overlord of my own country okay you know dude
1: thanks for the invite
0: you you and b and you know the asshole savant yeah you guys are knighted automatically you know sir brian
1: i like the sound of that
0: yeah sir brian yeah
1: before we get any more out of control though i think it might be time to put a ribbon on this
0: yeah, I think so too, because let's go ahead and be honest. I declare myself Supreme Overlord and there's gonna end up being a red wedding in my future. And yeah, it wouldn't go well because I don't have dragons. By the way, Game of Thrones starts in a couple weeks. My name's Patrick. That's Brian, who I just absolutely annoyed the ever living crap out of. He's gonna see me next week and we're gonna start the show off. With a right cross, <laughs> and that for it, and and that class is how you properly connect with someone's face, especially if he's annoying as a son of a bitch. Ain't that right, Brian?
1: Uh huh, that's right.
0: You see that? Teeth are clenched. I'm making him really uncomfortable. Love you, buddy. Back at ya. All right. Hey, appreciate you guys and uh, you guys enjoy watching this uh, wonderful episode of wrestling with egos. Make sure to tweet us. I'm at Rant mode on Brian is at B 15 we got an email address wrestling with egos at gmail.com. And since if you're, you know, if you're listening to us on anchor on our podcast, be sure to send us, send us comments, send us feedback. If you're watching us on YouTube, down at the bottom of the screen, like, share, subscribe, comment, all, do all that stuff. Because, you know, the more you do it, the more we can expand and the more we can tell people that do this show like us that we're better than them. Because guess what? We are. You know why? Because we're a lean, mean, Russell talking machine.